Hello, just a quick disclaimer before we dive into the rest of this episode. I realized after I recorded it and released it that I inadvertently mixed up the Greedy Fly video and the music video for Chemicals Between Us. So the video that I was referencing being Constantine-like with some elements similar to that movie was in fact Greedy Fly, not Chemicals Between Us, as I stated in the episode. I will blame it on long COVID brain fog, which has been kind of a nightmare, and also just excitement about the concert. I totally misspoke. I mixed them up in my head. I believe it's because I watched them both the night before, so please forgive my little mistake. I do know that they are two separate and very distinctive and different videos and songs, and I just misspoke in this episode. Nonetheless, I hope you enjoy it, and thank you, as always, for listening and for your wonderful support. Hey, 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 I've lost track of what number episode this is, but welcome to the Deconstructing Bush podcast. Again, I'm your host, Viola Marie. Uh, Someone asked why I use a pseudonym on this and my other podcast as well, if I occasionally mention or tag or repost my personal account, and I have my podcasts listed in my link tree, um, which is public. Honestly, it's just so that it isn't as easy for like my colleagues and coworkers or my boss to um, find me and listen to me ramble about song lyrics or celebrities. You know, I don't know. It's just weird. Um, If I was 100% self-employed like I used to be, I'd totally just use my real name on here, which I've shared on here before. Uh, Anyway, um, but yeah, Beulah was a family nickname for me. uh, So that's why it's like my little stage name now. (laughs) Uh, Another thing I wanted to mention right quick before we dive on in is that thus far, I don't make money off of this podcast. So please be nice. I have not tried to make money off of it. I just, it's not what this is about. Um, I know I have listeners and followers out there. Thank you. I appreciate you all, but I haven't tried to monetize this podcast yet. um, And I don't know if I ever will, because that would have me feeling conflicted, almost like I'd be somehow profiting off of someone else's art, you know, and someone else's work and someone else's words. You know what I'm saying? So uh, I don't really want to do that. I just enjoy doing this podcast and I enjoy the mental challenge because this, unlike my other utterly mindless podcast, takes a bit of forethought and creative thinking and writing and brain power. And I love that. You know, I love analyzing. I love planning it out. I love doing the work, you know, for this one. But yeah, my goal here is not to make money. I mean, if you want to give me like a $2 tip on Patreon towards my coffee fund, cool. But I'm not charging for this podcast. I'm not running ads. Um, If there are ads playing, it's not something I did on purpose. Um, You know, that's just not what this is about. And I also just want to keep it, at least as of now, a Bush podcast specifically about Bush songs because A, they're my favorite band and have been for a very long time. And B, their songs are fun to analyze and interpret. I listen to a lot of other artists and bands and even different genres, but what's the fun in analyzing like a very straightforward, obvious lyrics or silly, stupid lyrics? You know, I'll be nice. I won't give an example of stupid lyrics, but 
let's just say most pop music, uh, save for a few exceptions. At any rate, stay tuned until the end where I'll talk about a giveaway. Uh, first, I wanted to mention the Bush show and meet and greet from the other day. Um, so, of course, Bush is on tour with Breaking Benjamin and Alice in Chains, and I saw them in Burgettstown, PA, uh, which is just outside of Pittsburgh, a couple days ago. Um, I did the meet and greet again. This was the fourth time I've seen Bush live and the third time doing a meet and greet. Um, I felt slightly less nervous this time for the meet and greet. Uh, I'm a person who gets like very anxious and nervous easily and very awkward and I kind of have like ADHD and it's just, yeah, I'm become like a hot mess in those scenarios. Um, and it's funny because I could get up on a stage and like talk to a whole room full of people and not be nervous, but like those smaller, more intimate settings, I get a little shy or awkward or rambly or whatever, you know? Um, but yeah, I was so grateful to get a photo and a hug. Um, I shared the photo on my social media, uh, I think. Uh, and, um, you know, I showed the the guys my tattoo briefly, very quick. Um, and I wanted them to sign my arm, um, but I forgot about that. Um, at any rate, I wrote each of them a letter. Uh, it was kind of like one letter, but for all of them. And I, I gave, I printed them out each a copy. I have some hand problems sometimes. Um, I had a thumb joint replacement on my left hand last year and I need my other one done as well. So I didn't handwrite the whole letter, but I, you know, typed it out for each of them and kind of personalized it a little bit um, in terms of like graphics and stuff. And then I hand signed it. Um, but I didn't want to hand it to them because we were about to get photos taken and like, what are they going to do with these pieces of paper? Um, so I did hand the letters to their tour manager. Uh, I'm, it was just, I'm so dorky. It was like kind of embarrassing. Um, so, so I don't know if they got them or read them, but I hope so. You know, if not, whatever, it's not about me. I just wanted to share my thoughts and my appreciation, my gratitude with them. Um, their music's meant so much to me, uh, over my life over the course of my life so far, you know? Um, but yeah, as usual, the guys were all chill and, and nice. Uh, I just wish I would have had more time. You know, something about the meet and greet format, it's just so rush. Um, and it, it always feels very like stiff and awkward. And, and yeah, it's just like really rushed. It goes by too fast. Um, I would love to pick their brains about their careers and Gavin's approach to songwriting and how collaborative it is or not. Um, and also just hear a little bit about each of their professional backgrounds and their personal interests and stuff. Um, like, again, not in a creepy way, just because I love the music and I respect them as artists. Um, I do have something to share that's kind of creepy, though, and hilarious. Um, before I you know, talk about the show and get into the song we're analyzing today, I have to share this. So I posted a video on Instagram and Facebook that showed the three meet and greets that I've done with Bush. So one was in 2019 in Pittsburgh, one was in 2020 in Vegas, and then the one I did a couple of nights ago uh, here in Pennsylvania as well. So I share this video. My cousin Jackie commented. And so I, I click, you know, to see what the comment is. And it's something along the lines of, oh my God, 13-year-old you would have legit fainted. You would have died. You know, meeting Bush was your dream come true. Hey, 
do you remember when you used to record rock videos on VHS tapes and then we would go back and watch them and anytime a Bush video came on, you would always try to pause it so that you could go up to the screen and kiss Gavin Rossdale through the TV. <laughs> uh, I'll plead the fifth about whether or not that comment is true. But yeah, forget the fifth. It was true. <laughs> okay. Um, so people always say LOL. But let me tell you when I read that comment from my cousin about this, I literally laughed out loud genuinely because it was so funny to me. I had totally forgot that I did that. I had forgotten that was a thing. Um, but how cute and also how embarrassing is that? <laughs> I mean, so humiliating, but also funny. Uh, I am very much capable of making fun of myself. And yeah, uh, some things never change. And my utter nerdiness is one of them. And me embarrassing myself is another. So there you have it. Um, <laughs> anyway, so the show was great as was expected, as was to be expected. I mean, um, Bush always puts on a great show. The guys are all like so engaging and entertaining to watch. Um, you know, Chris, like his smile is just contagious and everyone's just so good. Gavin's so energetic. They're all just real, you know, talented individuals and, um, yeah, it was great. Uh, I was like a couple rows. I think we were, I don't know. It's, we were like basically a couple rows behind the pit. So they weren't bad seats. Um, if I went to another show again on this tour, I might get pit, but I'm not sure. Cause even though I stand and jump and dance and have my arms up the whole time and all of that, just the option of a seat is nice. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was so good. My only gripe was that I wish they could have played a little longer, but I also understand that isn't possible. Uh, like when you're on a group tour like this, you know, um, like they are with obviously uh, Breaking Benjamin and Alice in Chains. But the whole thing was a, a really good show. It's an awesome tour. So I highly recommend if you can get to it to go, you know, uh, get a ticket because it's it's really worth it. Um I, of course, bought a t-shirt at the merch booth, and then it was also nice because I got some swag at the meet and greet, um, and I met some nice people in line and at the show, so hello to the folks I met uh, on Wednesday. Um, one girl was named Jess. I do remember uh, that young lady's name. Uh, I can't you know, remember everybody who I met, but fun group, uh, fun group. Okay, so today we'll talk about the song Chemicals Between Us. It before I, I get into the lyrics too much, I want to say it always feels so intimate analyzing song lyrics to the point that I even question if I should be doing this podcast, you know, like it almost makes me uncomfortable because song lyrics can be so intimate, like you're reading someone's mind or their journal, you know, but it's not their journal. Because like I said before, song lyrics aren't always like literal or someone's diary or some autobiographical memoir, you know? So I try to keep that in mind too. Um, it does seem somehow so intimate though to try to figure out the meaning behind what someone wrote. Like this product, this art that came out of another person's mind from their brain to pages or computers or whatever. 
to an instrument and a mic and the whole, you know, production. It goes on to a CD or a record or a, an MP3 and then to our ears. And then it's dissected again in this podcast. It's like, it's a lot. And um, I will mention, I did not tell Bush about this podcast. Everyone was like, oh, you're going to tell Gavin about the podcast. Um, I didn't. So at the meet and greet, um, you know, there were other things I, I talked about. Um, but I, I just didn't mention this for some reason. Um, I mentioned my tattoo. I talked about his dog. I said their, their music meant so much to me. Um, but I didn't mention the podcast. I did mention it in the letters. Um, but again, I don't even know if like they got or read the letters. And I also don't know if Gavin would like someone else picking his words apart and assigning meaning to them and kind of digging through them in the way that I've been doing. But at the same time, um, you know, I, that's also what music is about and what art is for, right? To, to put it out there in the world and then have new life be given to it through the meaning that others ascribe to it or the way people listen to it and feel about it and react and relate, you know? And it's funny because like, I always feel like there's a part of me that knows him. And trust me, I'm not like a delusional weirdo. I say the word knows uh, very loosely and with, you know, air quotes that you can't see. I got I got quotation marks around the word knows. Um, and what I mean by that is when you invest yourself heavily into someone's words or their work or their art, it somehow enters you. And it's hard to untangle yourself from that. You know, music and words really do influence people and impact people and become a part of people. And yeah, like you only know what the artist puts out there and what they're sharing with the world. But listeners, fans, whoever, we do take a part of it with us, right? Um, and when you're doing a deep dive like this, it's hard to not get attached to those words and to not have it, you know, become a part of you. Um, and so when I say things like, I feel like I know him, obviously I don't mean on a personal level. What I mean is it's kind of a like recognizes like kind of thing. Like I see myself reflected in his art, in his words, in his music. You know what I'm saying? So, okay. The chemicals between us. So last night, uh, I think it was last night. Oh, we went into like a music video black hole. Excuse me, and uh, watched everything from System of a Down and Static X and White Zombie to you know Red Hot Chili Peppers, Spice Girls, Paula Abdul, Janet Jackson, you know, um, and then of course a few Bush videos thrown in for good measure. And Chemicals Between Us was one of them, so that's why I chose this song for today. Plus, I've always liked it. So first off, the video aesthetically had some elements of it that reminded me of certain parts of the movie Constantine with Keanu Reeves, which of course Gavin was also in, but Constantine didn't come out till like 2005-ish and Chemicals came out in like 1999. So I guess that, um, you know, those parallels were just a coincidence and a bit of kismet. So just thought I'd mention that. Uh, so for a long time, I thought this song was about the chemicals, meaning like pheromones or the chemicals your brain releases, such as dopamine and oxytocin and all of that that are involved with love or lust. 
that pull of attraction that you get towards and with certain people. You know how it's almost an animalistic or chemical reaction that's going on when you meet somebody or see someone. But then when I got a little older and really listened to the lyrics and like read the lyrics, I had a slightly different take, of course, because once you um, realize what the words are, they, you know, are fairly straightforward. Um, So I guess when I was younger, I didn't really listen, listen to the lyrics quite as much um, as I began to as I got older. So I still do think it's about lovers, but lovers who are in a bit of a rough patch, maybe, um, you know, a rough patch that they can't make it through and they're not on the same wavelength. They're not vibing, not on the same page. They want to make it work, but it's just not the right fit. Maybe there's some anger or resentment like radiating off of the person and you can feel it. You know what I mean? Those situations where you can just like read someone's energy um, and not in like a hippy dippy way, but you know, those of you who are empaths like me, you'll get it. Like you can just feel someone's energy or feel someone's vibe change, right? Um, and that doesn't lie. Like vibes don't lie. And the energy is almost tangible, sometimes almost palpable. And it can sometimes be contagious enough in and of itself to cause a rift or a shit sto- a shitstorm, you know? Um, Gavin had at one time said on record that this song is about just like differences in people. So let's keep that in mind too as we dive in, but I'll go a little deeper um, and continue to share my personal uh, personal analysis and interpretation here. So first verse, I want you to remember a love so full it could send us always. I want you to surrender. All my feelings rose today and I want you to remain. The power of children can amaze. I try not to complain. I know that's a pisser baby. Um So I think this is saying, I want you to remember how beautiful and full and whole and fulfilling our love was before when it was fresh and new, when things were right, when it held promise and potential. It could have gone in any direction. And yet here we are. We found one another. Uh, Here's how it turned out. Today I got mad. Maybe lately I've been difficult or annoying or angry. Maybe things have been challenging, but I'm trying in my own way. And I don't know if you're seeing that or feeling it or not. A part of me, um, you know, also when I'm looking at this uh, verse, a part of me thinks that the children line, um, the power of children can amaze. I think that could go maybe two different ways. So one being some kind of reference to the purity and innocence of children like, you know, representing the naivete, you know, as someone enters a relationship, that naive hope, right? Um, The other potential, I think, in this part uh, could be about how people stay together in a crumbling relationship for their kids sometimes, you know, like the relationship won't be good, but they'll stay together and make it work just for the children. Um, And that could be literal, like literally about their kids, but it also could be about any other reason that a couple's finding to stay together and justify their crappy relationship and like why they're staying in it. You know, Um, the line that says, I know that's a pisser, baby. I think that just means like, hey, I know complaining can be annoying. Um, I'm not going to rain on your plate, uh, not going to rain on your parade. I'm not going to complain. I'm not going to bring you down. So I'm just going to keep my mouth shut. And, and try not to do that to you. So next we have the chorus, the chemicals between us, the walls that lie between us. Lying in this bed, it's 
Um, the chemicals displaced. There is no lonelier place than lying in this bed. So again, back to what I said just a bit ago, here's two people who used to be in love but are now basically like roommates, you know, basically strangers laying in a bed, sharing this bed, unspeaking, no affection, just laying in wait, kind of like waiting for a bomb to go off or the other shoe to drop. Both maybe pretending to be asleep, but just laying there wide awake trying to figure out where they went wrong. And they're both so lonely, you know, despite doing something as intimate as sharing a bed with someone. There's an invisible wall up between them and there's this awkward, uneasy feeling, this heaviness, um, this veil where some resentment and maybe apathy or whatever is beginning to trickle through. The relationship is irrevocably changed by this point and the chemicals between us, that means just those vibes, you know, that energy that I referenced, like something is off, you know. And when something is off, typically you know, you feel it, you know. And I like the use of the word displaced because that's how you would feel in this situation, you know. A stranger in your own home, an intruder in your own relationship or in your own bed. Um, by the way, this could also be about like a casual hookup, a one night stand kind of thing, waking up with a stranger, the walls symbolizing literally not knowing the other person or not being able to connect with the other person because you don't have anything deeper than the sex or whatever transpired. But I don't think that's the case. Um, though, you know, I could see some people interpreting that way too. Um, so next verse, I want you to remember everything you said, every driven word like a hammer held to my head. This part, I would say there's almost certainly some anger or resentment. Like, hey, you played a part in doing this to us. I want you to remember the things you said to me and how you hurt me because I will remember. You know, kind of like uh, I may forgive, but I'll never forget kind of thing. So remember what you said. It's been hammered into my brain and your point has been driven home. Uh, remember what you did because... Like, I did not cause this fight or this situation or this rift or this awkward place we're in all by myself. I didn't cause this alone, right? Um, and thinking back to the the other part, too, about, you know, lying in, the, in this bed, um, kind of reminds me of that cliche saying, never go to bed angry, right? Because when you do go to bed angry, um, that's what happens. You lay there awake and just the resentment and anger is radiating off you, you know? Um, but yeah, in this part, he's saying, remember what you said, you know, I didn't cause this destruction on my own. So then we have the chorus a couple times again after this. And then, well, I guess it's another verse, maybe a bridge. Uh, I don't know. It doesn't matter. At any rate, um, this part says, we're of the hollow men, we are the naked ones. We never meant you harm, never meant you wrong. I'd like to thank all of my lovers, lovers, lovers. Uh, and then we have the chorus again. And the chorus changes up a little bit here as well. Um, <clears throat> but this part, so we're of the hollow men, maybe has to do with a person being hollowed out, maybe being shallow when it comes to love, or maybe just running on empty when it comes to this relationship, right? Uh, we are the naked ones. Maybe this means this person is saying like, yeah, honestly, maybe I've messed up. Maybe you've messed up. 
or, you know, maybe we're empty inside at this point, but here I am laid bare in front of you and, and laid bare for you. Uh, I'm the one who feels vulnerable and exposed in all of this. Um, maybe you feel vulnerable and exposed too, but that's how I'm feeling. Um, and, uh, you know, it's like as a man singing this, um, he mentions hollow men. It's like, okay, uh, even if it isn't so-called, you know, stereotypically manly to be vulnerable or be emotional, like I'm here naked on a spiritual or emotional level sharing myself with you. Um, but you know, this person maybe is like, I also can't help the masculine tendencies and stereotypes that have somehow been like bred into what it means to be a man or even what it means to be a human flaws and all. He's saying he never met any harm. It was just like in his nature. Maybe, um, he never wanted to do wrong to anybody, especially not this person. Um, but maybe his past lovers made him the way he is or played a part in it. Maybe his past lovers uh, made him feel insecure or caused him to be quick to flee, quick to run, quick to anger, or whatever the case may be. I don't think the narrator thanking all his lovers in this song is a positive thing right? I think it's like sarcastic or passive aggressive or whatever. Like, uh, yeah, thanks a lot, lovers, (laughs) you know? Um, Anyway, so like I said, the chorus comes again here. Um, Slightly different though. Uh, Instead of the walls that lie between us, it says um, the army of achievers. And instead of no lonelier place, it says no lonelier face. So it says uh, the chemicals between us, the army of achievers lying in this bed, the chemicals displaced, there is no lonelier face than lying in this bed. So my analysis of the chorus here would be the same as the earlier incidents, but the army of achievers, I'd say maybe that means that like this army of success and ambition um, came between them or maybe helped play a role in the downfall of this relationship maybe not necessarily specifically success and ambition, maybe just like pride and ego. Maybe that's what the army of achievers is. Whatever this army of achievers is, it's what's coming. Let me try that again. Uh, Whatever this army of achievers is, that's what's coming between them. That's what did it, you know? Um, The part that says no lonelier face. Well, for me, that's just a a little personal touch there. Um, My face is sad. If you could see the way I look right now, um, you would see there's no lonelier fl- uh, face than mine. You know, since they are laying in bed, maybe it's dark. Uh, and again, this could be all s- symbolic, right? This could be symbolism. Um, so it's dark. Maybe she can't see his face, but his face is the loneliest it's ever looked. And even though she's laying right next to him, they're in the dark. And so she can't see his lonely face. She's in the dark. You know what I mean? Um, it's a nice way to change up the chorus a little bit regardless, right? Uh, there is no lonelier face than lying in this bed is actually a terribly beautiful and poetic line. It's melancholy, but it's good. And that, and that lonely face could refer to his or hers, right? They both could be feeling that way. 
Anyway, the song wraps up with saying chemicals between us a handful of times and then pieces out. So that is my analysis for today. Um, Agree, disagree, have other thoughts? If so, comment or message me on Instagram or Facebook. I also wanted to pay it forward, so I am going to do a giveaway of a bush bandana from the meet and greet and a signed bush poster that is autographed by the band. You do not have to like or comment or follow or rate or review or share or sign up for anything or buy anything or any of that. This is a free thing, just a giveaway. I'm not going to bribe y'all or buy your love. (laughs) So I will gather names and do a live like name wheel spin on Instagram live uh, later this month to draw winners at random so I can keep it fair. And so that way it stays focused on all of you. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great rest of your day and stay wild. We'll see you next time.